Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania. Diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more, this podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Live Fit Listens podcast. Today, we're on episode 80. And if you're watching on YouTube, then you can tell that we have a change of freaking scenery. So I am home in upstate New York. Um, this is where I grew up. I'm not originally from Utah. I moved to Utah like three years ago. That was kind of always my home away from home. But this is actually my legitimate home. So this is where I grew up and I'm here visiting for the week. And I figured, well, I didn't want to, I realized before I left, I was like, damn, I never pre-recorded a podcast episode. So I was like, you know what? Don't fret. We'll just take the stuff on the go and record at home. So I literally have, this is my old podcast mic before I got the Sure MV7 mic. And I declared this one as like my traveling mic. So like when I'm on the go somewhere, you know, this is the one that I'm going to take. So it's like a little bit smaller. My gratitude for this episode, I feel like I have so many things that I want to say that I'm grateful for. First thing is I'm just grateful that I still have this childhood home to come back to. Like this is the house that I truly grew up in. Like when I came back from the hospital, we came back to this house. Like my other siblings lived in other houses before this one. And I've lived in other houses too, because my parents are divorced. So like my mom moved a lot, but like this, I'm not really the only OG like this is I want this is my house no but I just like I really am the only OG with this house like they bought this house in 1998 and then I was born in 1999 and I was taken home directly to this house so this house is like all I don't know life without this house this house has always been in my life and I am still very thankful that I have this to come home to because um, we're going to get into kind of this whole genre into the episode, but I just know that not everyone still, you know, has access to their childhood home for so many different reasons. And for me, I'm a very sentimental person. I do get attached to kind of inanimate objects. And I think that kind of goes back to my own personal childhood trauma that I found kind of safety in inanimate things, I guess, because it was a little bit like less chaotic. I that's a whole other thing that I'm not going to go into like further explain that but anyways I do feel like that's something that stems from childhood but so I like inanimate objects materialistic things not really in a way of like Gucci bag just like things that hold a a lot of sentimental value or nostalgic value really mean a lot to me and I have a hard time parting ways with that or letting go with that or if they kind of have come to the end of their lifetime so I am still very thankful that I do have this house to come home to I also was feeling thankful that my travel home went super super smoothly I had a little bit of PTSD for my Costa Rica mishap which if you don't know when I came home from Costa Rica literally took me three hours not three hours, three days, excuse me, of trying to make the journey home. And then the other big thing that was coming to my mind was just that I'm really thankful that I have my dad here and just a relationship with him and that I still am able to spend time with him and be here in this house specifically, just kind of like how we grew up and, and be here with him also means a lot to me. So Getting into this episode, I don't really have, this isn't really like my traditional like TED Talk structured episodes where I kind of have like a main end point with it and kind of like a lesson that I'm wanting to bring to you guys that I had learned. This is more so kind of just like free therapy for me, you know, but I do just feel called to just kind of talk with you guys about some things that I'm I'm going through being back home because being back home always brings back 
so many emotions for me and especially in the past like three years or so I feel like I've really been experiencing big shifts and I guess I guess kind of lessons like every time I come home and I know that a lot of my audience is around my age and I just feel like no I might not have like a lesson like a point with what I'm saying but I do think there's definitely can be a lot of resonance that's going to be found and what I'm saying I feel like I'm probably going to end up oversharing in this episode but what are you going to do um, I think it's something that's important and you know and if it's me being vulnerable that helps people find relatability and resonance and they can relate to it then you know that's really all that matters. Also, I kind of also feel like I'm on like Oprah's freaking soulful Sunday or whatever that is. I don't even know if that segment still exists, but I feel like since I'm on a couch, if you're not watching, if you're like people who are viewing on YouTube know that I am sitting on a couch and I feel like it's like the back in those talk shows that want to be like quirky and relatable and like, let's like make it comfortable and vulnerable and be on a couch. That's kind of where I feel like. So really this whole entire atmosphere is giving therapy vibes. It's giving therapy. So anyways, ah, wait, before we go any further, sorry guys, before we get into it, I also want to say that next episode is going to be a Q&A section slash advice session. So if you have any questions or advice that you want and you want to be like have the opportunity to maybe be included in next episode for me to address your question or the thing that you need advice on, go to my Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on there if you don't already, because within the next like week, I'll be posting the Q&A on my story and that's how you're able to submit questions for me to address in the podcast. But now here we go getting into my mega rant, uh, just basically sharing some of my thoughts. I just feel like it's such a weird dynamic getting older and I just feel like I every time I'm home, especially like I said within the past like three years, I feel this like super weird contrast between like being weirdly triggered like coming back to my childhood home and like being in the same space where there wasn't always healthy dynamics and there was a lot of chaos and there was a lot of like pain growing up but at the same time it's also weirdly healing to my inner child being in the same place that essentially hurt you in a way and like being here with like newfound perspectives and just greater awareness compassion and just consciousness to be able to like see your past through a different lens to be more at peace with it you know so it's like I feel like every time I come home as I'm older like I'm 24 now in case you don't know it's like it's just that really weird contrast between the two and that's why just like so much emotion kind of comes up within me when I'm home so I kind of want to speak on like the duality and kind of both subjects of both of those like starting off with feeling triggered I feel triggered in the sense that like things are changing And this might be niche, but I also feel like a lot of people would maybe be able to relate. My parents are divorced and my dad has been with, like, I technically have had a stepmom since I was like six. My parents got divorced when I was like four. So she's still very much so in our life. And, you know, as she does what a normal partner would do, like she helps my dad, you know, redo different things with the house, upgrade the house, all that sort of stuff. And so... Every time I come home, it's like something is different and things are changing. And honestly, within the past like five-ish years, I think, she's when she officially like moved in with my dad completely full time. And so like this house is now also her house. And I'm going to be like, I'm getting emotional now because I'm going to be honest, this has been something that's been really hard for me. And I almost feel stupid when I like get upset about it because I know that so many worse things that could happen in like it's not even necessary like it's not her fault and I don't share this to come at anyone or expose anyone in my family it's me just trying to share my own 
experience and kind of what it does for me. And we've had open like, you know, I want to say open outbursts with this in my family, but like we've addressed this topic in my family, but just like my room is different. My childhood room was different because she's redone things like very classic, you know, super nostalgic, iconic things that were always in my room from when I grew up, like are no longer there. Cabinets in the house that were always iconic drunk drawers or the medicine cabinet. And it sounds so stupid, but things that were always were the way they were are not what they used to be anymore. And again, it sounds so silly, like little things, like I'm talking about a medicine cabinet. I'm talking about a junk drawer we used to have with all of our school supplies. I'm talking about random, you know, wallpaper that used to be on my wall. But it's like, for some reason, I need to collect myself. But for some reason, those little things are like, they stand for so much more to me. They're like, the epitome of our childhood, of my siblings' childhood, of how we grew up. And it's like, of course, things are always going to evolve. Of course, things are always going to update, right? And it's like, of course, I'm so happy for my dad. Like, he deserves to have, you know, he doesn't have, you know, four young kids anymore. Like, we're grown up or out of the house. And it's like, he can't, you know, what is he supposed to do? Live with the drunk drawer of all of our arts and crafts from when we were six? Like, no, but... And that's the part where I understand... But the other part of me, it's just like it's never going to not feel like the stepmom and came in and took over the house. Do you know what I mean? Like I truly feel like I would feel so different if my parents were together and it would feel just like the natural upgrading that happens when kids go on to the, you know leave the house. Like the hardest part is just that it wasn't my mom who did it. And so it's just it's always going to feel like it's the stepmom that came in and took over. You know, and it's like, and of course, when she moved in, like some of her kids stuff, you know, we all had to mesh together. Right. So it's like, and just to put this out there, like we're not close with her kids. So it's not like, I know some people grew up with step siblings and like, I see them as siblings. Like I don't, I still remember that when that happened, um, where I was talking to people and they classified their, their step siblings as like full on their siblings. Like they identified like there's six of us and that like included their, like, I do not, I never have included my step siblings and my sibling count. So, um, just like her kids stuff is in my room, like her daughter's dresser is now my dresser in my room. And it just is so, it's just weird. It's just a very interesting dynamic. And again, I know this isn't reinventing the wheel. I know this isn't revolutionary. I know so many people go, go through this, but it just has been something that's been really hard and it's still triggering for me when I come back to the space, because it's like, I have this idea of what home was, and so when I feel like I've come back and I feel like, you know, it's different, it just is really weird. It feels like this isn't, you know, this isn't the house I grew up in. This isn't my childhood. And I have this idea, this expectation of what it is when I come back. And it's not that, you know, like my stepmom has grandkids. There's toys in here for her grandkids. Her grandkids stuff are here. And so it just is this weird dynamic sometimes that this isn't my house anymore or it's almost weird because since we still have it, it feels like, you know, it's getting taken over or I have to share it. It's just, it's just as weird. And it, it's almost hard for me to put into words. And I feel like that's why it's kind of created some interesting dynamics between my dad and my stepmom, because it's like, they don't fully understand it, you know, but I think sometimes the hardest thing of all of it is when I, you know, 
how it's meshed together and you know my stepmom stuff is in here and her grandkids stuff are in here and her kids stuff are in here is it it, I think the reason why it stings is because I feel like it still puts salt on the very old wound like this happened so long ago but still just the deep-seated wound that we just we don't have a family unit and we never will and just salt on the wounds that my parents aren't together that my mom isn't here anymore that you know I was not expecting to get this upset in this episode or this emotional so so I'm sorry I'm sorry that if this is hard to listen to but I think that's what it is it's like because before this anything that was here not all of it but a majority of the things were here because my mom had put them there or they were here when my mom was here you know and so it's just is like kind of was almost kind of like the final step to finally getting her removed from the space, you know, which rightfully so they're not together. But I just feel like it was kind of like, the, you know, it wasn't in completion, even though they had been, you know, apart for over 20 years and stuff, even five years ago. But like still having her stuff in this house, like weirdly still kept her energy here. And so now having so many of those things, whether it being just pictures on the wall that were here when she was here or you know that her and my dad worked to put hang the photos up it's like having those pictures not be there anymore it's like little things like that it's like kind of the last ounce of my mom's touch and essence is no longer here in the home aside from all that it's just like every time I'm here now and that things are different it just is reiterating to the fact that I'm growing up and that my life isn't here anymore this isn't my reality this isn't my every day you know like now it just turned from something that was every single day of my life of who I am it's such a small piece of who I am now and it's like when I think of my life when I'm in Utah I still will look fondly on this house and where we grew up because I do love where I grew up and so sometimes it's like that harsh weird reality when you realize like what you're missing doesn't exist anymore like your idea of what your home was doesn't exist anymore and like I know this extends so far beyond even if you have your childhood home like people's towns change like so many things upgrade you know it's like it's not just it's just so many things you know it's like the same people aren't in my town anymore it's just obviously new generations have come in and that's just like a part of life and I know it is but again I'm just a very sentimental nostalgic person so it's still sometimes hard to process like oh the home you think of just doesn't exist and I know this is such a big thing that's just like a part of life and I just feel like I'm in that phase you know and every time because I like I've said I've been going through this for like three years now slowly it's like every time I do come back here it's like I'm getting more and more at peace with it you know I'm accepting it more and more it's becoming clearer and clearer to me that you know, it just isn't the same era and I can find peace in that. And I need to find peace and contentment and fondness in my area, like of my turn growing up in this town. And now it's other people's turns. And I feel weirdly free, like coming more into acceptance of getting ready to start my own life. You know what I mean? Like every time I'm here and I'm like, okay, this isn't what it used to be. Like this isn't what I used to think of as home. It's not the same home. It's like, it it makes me feel ready to know it's my time eventually you know in the next 
five, 10 year stretch to be starting my own family and start my own life and get my own home to really set up and, and all that sort of stuff. But there's just always this weird sense of mourning. I feel like that takes place when I come back to my childhood home when I come back to the town that I grew up in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a very natural, you know, phase of life. And I know everyone has their own situations. Like maybe the town you live in doesn't feel like anything changes. Because I guess for me, like the town I live in definitely it also feels like nothing changes. Like it feels like the same day over and over again. And the thing is, I know if I were to live here full time, I would go crazy and wouldn't be able to cherish it. So I know it's I feel all this nostalgia because I went away and came back, which is another reason why I'm so I'm such a believer that you should leave your hometown for an, at least an extended period of time, because I feel like it really just shows you how to appreciate it or it allows you to remind yourself of how precious where you grew up is and, and how you're able to cherish it and all that sort of stuff. But then the other contrary of all this is how weirdly healing it is for me to be here at the same time. But like it's healing to me for a completely different reason. Like it has nothing to do with all those same things and, and concepts that I just talk about. Like it's, it's weirdly healing to me because you know that quote like it's powerful to go back to the environments, the people, the places that healed that, excuse me, that um, hurt you or like triggered you and being able to be back in those environments and feel peace now, like where there was once fear, you now feel peace. And that's kind of what my situation is here. Like it's, it's weird being in a place that used to have so much chaos and of course, there were so many good memories, but there was also a lot of like traumatic memories that always seemed to trump everything. And it's weird being back in the place that used to have so much chaos and now it is so much better, right? Not all my family's here. Like there's just, we've all grown up. And so it's just interesting, like being back in a place that's now so much more, I want to say just it's better now and it's more matured. It's not as chaotic and, you know, messy as it was in the past. And so that like being able to be in the same space with having a safer environment feels really good to my inner child and also being in the same space where now I'm much more conscious and aware where I can look back on those times like in the same rooms of things that I remember happening like being able to look back at those times with more compassion and understanding because I'm older now so I just understand what my parents were going through I understand in general how hard just those times could be given the circumstances of what my family was going through at the time. And so it's like, it's just weird because I'm able to look at it from a softer lens as opposed to the lens of like a very confused, fearful child. Um, in the past, uh, this is going to get me, but it almost feels like I'm back to tell my inner child that it's all going to be okay and that she's going to be okay. It just has been a very... It's, it's very powerful, you know, being in the same space that that used to hurt you and finding peace. And so I just feel like energetically, I'm like going back to tell my inner child she's going to be okay. But it's also weirdly just healing for myself in general, like facing the places that had so much chaos and finding peace in it again and, and being able to be in the same space without having it be so chaotic. And with that growing up, like I, I, I personally love our house here. Like we live in such a beautiful town. And so there were so many great things growing up that I feel like we weren't always able to fully enjoy because there'd be arguing or whatever the case may be that would kind of kind of ruin it to be honest and so it's like also weirdly healing to be able to come back and be able to do the things that I used to do as a kid 
from a better space now where there's less chaos and I can actually enjoy it and I can kind of stick up for myself. I can dictate more so the tempo, the energy, the dynamic of the situations that are going on instead of just being a kid and just being completely victim to whatever the heck was going on, you know? So that's also been really healing and it's like almost given my soul a second chance to like be able to enjoy the beauty of what's going on without being in like a toxic environment in terms of the relationships with the people around you you know what I mean and this is like why I'm so passionate about giving my kids a very like just safe you know prosperous atmosphere and I want to do everything I can in my power to not just pollute my children's environment like I want them to I want them to be able to just be a kid I want them to be able to be so present where they're able just to enjoy where they are and their only job is to just have fun and to be in the moment and be a freaking kid and every time I feel like I come home it reminds me of just more of like the control and power not in an egoic way in an empowered way that I have as an adult to be able to provide that to my children I think growing up I was a little bit nervous that it just was out of our control you know like I'm saying I just was like when you're that young you're just like a victim to your environment you know what I mean and so I wasn't even aware of kind of the control that you can have just to be able to dictate you know and and declare the energy in the space I didn't really understand that when I was little so knowing now the power that I do have as an adult and how much you know you actually can dictate and you're not just the victim to someone else's words as you are when you're a kid it's like I I feel so much more empowered to give my kids a very safe space in a space where they feel excited and happy to play I really didn't realize I was gonna be this like emotional throughout this episode I'm not gonna lie I'm really truly sorry if that was hard to listen to because I kept being like (laughs) and and but I hope the you know overall message still got across I think you know the biggest thing that I feel like I'm going through and learning is like how much I love just the concept of inner child healing and I think it's different forms of healing are more important for other people and and, you know vice versa it's super subjective but for me like inner child healing and staying close to my inner child I know is like really crucial for me to help with my my triggers and my toxic patterns and all that sort of stuff so staying close to my inner child is super important And um, it plays a really big role in my overall healing as an individual. And I think during times like this, whether it being in regards to your child at home or maybe trying to rekindle past relationships with family members that were very toxic, like whatever this looks like for you, I think it's really important to support not only connect with your inner child, but also to really support your inner child through these times because it's just kind of inevitable when you are experiencing or when you're reconnecting with what was once so triggering for you. Like it's bound to, it's just bound to hit triggers. They're kind of like little landmines within you that were so deep rooted at this point. They're so covered up, right? But there's still trauma and there's still sensitive points for you that you don't even realize they're sensitive until they're touched. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a bruise you don't realize you have until someone touches it. You're like, ow, like what the heck? That really hurt. That's kind of exactly what a trigger is. That's exactly what these inner child wounds are. And so doing what you can to really support your inner child and nurture your inner child during these times will I feel like help you have more compassion and be able to go through these healing processes when new triggers come up in a more compassionate sensitive understanding way to give it support just because I feel like you need 
it's just kind of like you know when you're going through something and you just kind of want some empathy from someone and they're just really harsh on you and don't really they don't give you that nurturement I don't know if that's a word but you know they don't really feel like they don't give you compassion they don't give you empathy they don't give you understanding like that's so important to give yourself during these times because it's like even this is a perfect example of how triggered and sensitive I feel about the house being upgraded like that's such a classic thing and like so many people would be like dude it's like of course they're gonna eventually get rid of your best friend's wallpaper like in your wall in your room like it eventually has to happen like you're 24 like so I get it but for me that's something that just is very sensitive for me for whatever reason and for me it's like I could be cold to myself and and gaslight myself and just not give myself the compassion and empathy but that's not going to help support my inner child and allow myself to actually thoroughly heal from it so give yourself grace be soft with your inner child like remember who you're speaking to when you get upset about things like you're not speaking to the shell of a human that you are like you're speaking to six-year-old you you really are. And it's like, how would you speak to a six-year-old? You know what I mean? Like they, they have big emotions where they don't know how to fully work through them. And that's exactly the concept of the inner child healing. It's like, you still have those emotions that were never cleared from when you were anything below freaking 10 years old, whatever. You didn't know, you didn't have the emotion, you didn't know how to emotionally regulate. You didn't have the emotional intelligence to talk yourself through things. So that emotion that you still felt that maybe was ignored from your parents or from your older siblings because you weren't able to communicate how you were feeling and whatever and they thought you were just having a temper tantrum or whatever the case may be or just maybe trap perspectives that you have. All of that gets stored in your energy body which is still carrying with you to this day. And so those are what's getting pinged when certain triggers happen in your life and so you need to give yourself compassion and full attention empathy to be able to address those triggers remember you're talking to just six-year-old you that that's still emotion is still within you talk to yourself how you would talk to not a six-year-old in the sense of dumbing down but give yourself the same empathy and compassion that you would give a six-year-old who doesn't know how to process their emotions and give that to yourself to allow yourself to fully feel your emotions process them and go let them go with the hope that you will finally be able to clear it and you won't be as sensitive to the triggers. Clearly, I'm still sensitive because I'm still crying about it, but we're all healing in our own timeline. Isn't that right? So for the affirmation for this episode, pretty much is going hand in hand with what I said. It says, I nurture my inner child through the stages of growing up. I nurture my inner child through the stages of growing up. Growing up is such an emotional thing. And I just feel like also the older generation of our parents, they grew up so freaking fast. And more so in the sense of like, I feel like at least for my immediate guardians that were in my life, always the just kind of the expectation was like, after you're done with school, you're getting married and you're starting a family ASAP. You know, like all my parents, like they were already married and like having kids at my age. And so I do feel like I just... I can't speak for my entire generation, but I do feel like the older generation above us just overall grew up faster in the sense they just started their own life. And so it just wasn't like before they knew what they were rolling into making their own family, you know? And so I feel like right now, a lot of people, my generation are, are growing up. They're part like, you know, separating from their childhood of growing up, but they haven't really made their own home yet. So we're all kind of in this really weird in between of like having, you know, of being away from our childhood home, but having not having our own home. So we're in this weird in between of never kind of feeling like anything is home. So we're really fully going through the entirety of what it feels like to be uprooted from what you view 
as your home, you know? So that's it, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really, thank you for listening to me then in my therapy. Um, if you are interested, I am hosting a retreat in Bali. I still just want to make sure I keep reiterating this to you guys, just in case you're feeling a soul pull, because I've been getting some messages on Instagram with people like, hey, I'm kind of thinking about it, but I know y'all are thinking about it. Okay. I know it. And I totally understand since it's super far away. Like I understand kind of having nerves, second thoughts, doubts, what ifs, anxieties. I totally understand it. I just want to say if you're getting a soul pull, you are getting the pull for a reason. If you're getting synchronicities, if you're getting signs, that's the universe trying to nudge you. Nothing outside of your comfort zone is ever going to feel comfortable. But with that, nothing within your comfort zone is going to allow you to grow. That I need to write down because that was a good one. So you just need to understand like if you're looking to grow, it's not going to feel comfortable. Like all these anxieties, nervousness, all that stuff is so freaking normal. And I remember I made a uh, podcast episode about this called F Your Comfort Zone. And I made that after I went to Tahiti because when I went to Tahiti, that's like in French Polynesia. It's almost to freaking New Zealand. So it's like really far away. It's like halfway between kind of like Hawaii, I want to say, and New Zealand. And I was going to meet my friend Rachel, who I met in Hawaii. And for some reason, I was so like hesitant to go. I was so hesitant to go. And I was just thinking about it. And I literally didn't book my ticket till three days before because I could not decide what I wanted to do. I ended up having to spend freaking $1,500 on the plane to get there. But... I just could not decide what I wanted to do. And then I went and to this day, it was like one of the most magnificent places I've ever been. Like literally to, I think New Zealand and that has been like the most gorgeous places I've ever been to in my entire life. I have zero regrets. And I was so juiced up when I came back home. But I was also pissed at myself because I was like, I could not believe I was 72 hours just from not going. Like I was just so mad that I almost completely missed out on the opportunity just simply because of our mind. That's the thing. It wasn't a soul pull like that it wasn't an intuitional thing that was telling me I have a gut feeling when I went to write down because if you actually maybe you guys can do this too because it also helped me I remember like I wrote down or like I just thought to myself like okay what are the reasons why I don't want to go like tell me the tangible reasons why I don't want to go and I literally didn't have any reasoning it was I my only answer was I don't know I'm feeling anxious I feel nervous like that was literally it there wasn't anything tangible telling me why I shouldn't be going there wasn't any gut feeling of like I just feel icky about it it was just nervousness and that's just simply our mind our egoic mind doing what it, it's it's doing its job our egoic our egoic's mind is to keep us in a safe and familiar environment that's just what it always does and so that was really just my egoic mind telling me not to go but I know my higher self would want me to expand would want me to experience new cultures would want me to experience new places and do something that pushed my limits and just made me stretch my soul and that's exactly what that trip did so I feel like it just really applies to something like this even now I am nervous to fly to Bali it's far I've never been that far like the farthest I've been was to New Zealand but I know it's gonna be something so amazing I'm gonna be so proud of myself afterwards and I know how great of the container it feels when you're in a group of supportive women with like-minded goals and I know that it's going to feel so good it's kind of like we're all catching each other you know it's like we're not going alone at all like you have a whole group of women catching you when you get off that airplane quite literally to pick you up so if you're feeling a pull I am hosting retreat in Bali May 2nd to May 9th of 2024 it's an eight-day retreat we're going to be doing journaling meditating some movement workshops where we'll do some group workouts to get excuse me together 
Um, there's going to be six um, workshops in total. We're going to be also practicing gratitude, affirmations, all that good stuff, as well as adventuring around the country and seeing its beauty and make sure that we're staying active because I'm an active girly when I like to travel. So the information is down below. You do have the option to either pay over 6, 12, or up to 18 months if you choose to do their payment plan. Or if you do not want to do their payment plan, only 25% of the ticket price is due upon booking. All the information is on that trip page as well as the cancellation policy, all that sort of stuff. If you have any questions about it, please feel free to DM me. Thank you guys so, so much for taking your time to listen to this. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to leave a rating and review or share it with a friend and a loved one or post it on social media and tag me so I can see who's listening. I really appreciate you guys' time and love and support and just hearing me today and holding space for me. This podcast is therapy for me as much as it's therapy for you guys. So I really appreciate you guys. I'm sending you so much love and I hope you have a beautiful week. Peace out.